Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome to Women Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Women Thrive podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I'm your host. And today we are talking about money, 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 money. I'd love to know what your relationship is with money, how you feel about money. Like when I say money, how does it make you feel? What's your association with money? Have you done any money work? Are you doing money work? I've done a lot of money work. It's my time and I'm continuing to work through that process. And today we have got an amazing, amazing person on our podcast. I love her to death. Her name is Tani Diller. She is a multi-talented individual known for her diverse roles and constant commitment to empowerment and financial well-being. So we're going to be talking about money today, obviously. As an enrolled agent, certified tax coach and business owner, Tani has created her firm to specialize in tax reduction and bookkeeping services, primarily serving high income earning coaches and entrepreneurs. Tani, welcome. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Though, I am very excited to dive in because I absolutely love the way that you talk about money. I love your mindset about money. I love your practicality around money. We're going to have a great conversation today. But before we dive into that conversation, I'd really love to hear from you in your own words what it is that you do. Thank you. I work with individuals who are small business owners, whether they're coaches and solopreneurs, whether they're small business owners with a partner or two. And I work with them to reduce their tax liabilities. I work with them to increase their profits. I work with them to overcome hurdles in how they look at money and what they think about money and how it looks on paper versus how it is in real life. Fantastic. Tony, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about yourself and what you do. I'm really, I'm always intrigued to know, actually, anyone that works with money, like in your profession, like what caused you to get into it and what's your story? Why are you so passionate about empowering others around money and helping others with money? A lot of how we feel about money is what we grew up with. 
a lot of how we feel with, about money comes from different things that we've gone through in our own lives. And for me, I was married at 17. I had my first son at 17. My husband and I bought our first house at eight, when I was 18. And it was always a financial struggle, just 100%. It was never getting ahead, always being behind, using credit as if it was another bank account. Um, just really a struggle to be able to put anything in savings. I think when we first bought our home, interest rates were doing what they're doing right now. I think our home loan was at like 10%, was really high. Then that's the same with everything else that we would use, any type of credit or any type of loans that we got. Everything was very high. And trying to get ahead in that type of an environment, very similar to today, is really challenging. You're not going to be 17 and 20 years old and make a lot of money. You're not going to have the spending power that you would like to have. And it's going to impact how you look at money. Money is going to become something that is unattainable. Money is going to become something that you're chasing forever. Money is going to become something that consumes what you do and how you think. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't get groceries. You can't fill your tank with gas. You have to put $5 in here, $7 in there. And it just becomes something that is all-encompassing. And we're not meant to live that way. We're not meant to live consumed by any one thing. We're meant to enjoy life. We are put here to enjoy. We're put here for a purpose. And the purpose is not to live a life that is stressed out and consumed by where are we going to get our next dollar. And the emotional attachment to that that needs to be broken became something in me that was very huge. And learning to put money in the category of a tool like I would put any other tool that I use, became something that made all the difference for me. And learning how to use that tool and learning how to grow that tool where I could get anything that would make that a more effective tool in my toolbox became something that was very important for me as I continued to grow. I love that you're talking about that. I come from a family where my mum was so disempowered around money. My father held the purse strings and it like, and, and also growing up, I wasn't taught about money. I wasn't taught about money. I went and got a corporate job. Money was coming to me every month. Everything was fine. It was only really when I started build and grow my business that this these blocks these resistance like I actually started to realize my relationship with money so I wanted to ask you when we read in your bio about the fact that you work with a lot of like high earning entrepreneurs and coaches what would you say Tani for you in your personal experience and with the clients that you work with and the conversations that you have what would you say are the biggest blocks and resistance that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners have um, around money? They don't know how to manage it and they're overpaying in tax because they don't know what they don't know. And because 
they're, they're very blessed. They're earning good incomes. They've been hustling. They've been doing all the things. They've reached a level of success and they're excited about it. But too often what I find is that they're just broke at another level because you don't know what you don't know. And when you don't have money in its proper place in your life, when you don't put it as a tool that you can use, it just, it's like water. It goes away. It just runs like a faucet and goes down the drain. You spend it on things because you can. And the thought process of how do I use this tool effectively so that later on down the road, I don't have to hustle doesn't really come into play. So what I do with clients is I really work with them to be able to take that tool that they have, put it in its proper place in their life, and we work towards reducing their tax debt, reducing their tax liability. They have deductions that they don't know about. They have options that they don't know about. And we really work to create that retirement, which is a different picture for everybody. Do you want to work two hours? Do you want to work three days? Do you want to work 40 hours a week? What do you want to do going forward? And we start that planning process and really make that into something where people are able to work towards their passion instead of towards their pocketbook, which makes all the difference for people when you're really working from your heart, when you're doing what you're called to do, when you're able to spend the time in the areas that you are gifted instead of in the areas where you feel like you have to grind and make the money, your whole life changes and you become a different person to the world. I love that. You know what I really love about you, Tani? And this isn't the first conversation that we've had about money. We're in communities together. We're in masterminds together. And I've heard you talk again and again about your work and about your passion and about money and what I love about it, uh, how you just like your energy around it is that you're very passionate about talking about it. You're very passionate about your work. You're very passionate about money, but there's a very practical application to the way that you speak about it. And you've mentioned a few times now, money's a tool, money's a tool. And it's like, even though you love to talk about it and it's your passion, it's almost like the emotional attachment has been taken away from it. And I think that that's something that really struck home with me when I heard you talking about it, because I know from personal experience and from many clients and working with women for many years, that we can often have a real emotional attachment to many. This is the million dollar question, right? How can we get to a place, Tani, where we're talking about money the way that you talk about money? Because you've got a really cool relationship with money. That is the question, right? It's hard. It's very much so a challenge. It's a work in progress. I think we, we relate money to our worth, right? We relate money to power. We relate money to freedom. We relate money to autonomy. We relate money to health, wealth, welfare. 
we relate money to everything in our lives because that's the way our society is created. And it's not conducive to talking about money. I think you shared just a little bit ago that you did not grow up talking about money. No one taught you about money. I grew up in a very similar background. We didn't talk about money. We just, we had it or we didn't. So it it's, and we went through, we went through phases. I can remember years where, and I'm sure it wasn't really years, but you know how when you're a kid, everything is just, it was years. But I will not eat a pot pie again to save my life. I will starve to death before I eat another pot pie in my life. We had them for years. And there are just things in us that trigger those emotional responses. They sit in us. They live in us. They morph into something more than they ever were. And I think that happens with money so often. And as we grow, we don't always pay attention to the things that we grew up with. They just become a part of us. And we don't always realize when they've become unhealthy or when they become this large thing in our life that is encompassing what we do because it's just part of who we are. And when we take that step back and we realize, gosh, I'm spending way too much time focusing on chasing a dollar. Or I am so stressed out because I can't pay my bills, but I'm working 60 hours a week. Or we have a physical breakdown because we have just stressed our bodies out to the point where our bodies physically can't take it anymore. We have that time where we're forced to look at what we're doing and we make changes. I don't want us to get to where we have to be forced to make those changes. I want women to be healthy. I want women to have a good outlook on money. I want women to be secure. I want them to feel safe. Money is important. But if we don't talk about it, then it becomes that elephant in the room or it becomes that little thing sitting on your shoulder that's constantly telling you you're not worthy or it becomes something that is an obstacle that we're constantly fighting to get around. And once we put it out there, you can't have dark and light in the same place, right? So when you put something out, you're putting it in the light. And when we start talking about money, then we've taken away the fear. We've taken away the stigma. We've taken it out of the dark. We bring it into the light and then we can start talking about it and we can have honest conversation about it. We can put it where it belongs in our life and we can stop allowing it to lead and rule what we're doing as we move forward. It's so good. I truly believe that, especially as women, that money gives us choices because when we're financially free and we're financially independent, we don't need to rely on anyone else for our financial well-being. And we can choose. We can choose where to live, who to live with, like what to wear, where to travel. So this really is such an amazing uh, conversation, especially for our Women Thrive community, because the majority of us are women in business and we need to feel safe and empowered around money. 
when you were talking about that really stood out for me, like you can't have dot and light in the same place and it, it disempowers it. It kind of takes away that fear when we're talking about money. So I love that we're having this conversation. I was, when you were talking, I was thinking about when I really am not attached to money, when I'm like, eh, it's just over there, whatever. More of it comes into me. It's almost like when I'm playing hard to get, it's like, oh, like the money comes, the money's like, oh, I'll come to you. When I'm like in that, when I feel like I'm hustling and I'm like trying to pay the bills and like I, there's been so many times within my business that I felt like that. Not so much now, thank goodness, but in the past there has been. That's when it just, it feels so hard. It feels so difficult. And I feel like when you're talking, there's almost like this, there's two parts to it. There's like the mindset, like relationship part. And then there's the practical application. I would agree. It's mindset is a huge part of it. You have to put yourself in charge of money instead of allowing money to be in charge of you. And there are actions that you can put behind that. I find it easier to do when I am more generous because I believe that we need to give back. And if I am comfortable being generous monetarily, then that makes money have less of a tie to me. I get more joy out of giving than I do out of earning. I'm super happy to earn the money, but I'm super excited to be able to give it away. And when you look at money as a tool, it becomes something that you use. It doesn't become something that consumes. And I think that's a huge thing. And when we put into practical things, we use budgets. We we put things where they belong. We're going to create a budget. We're going to put money where it goes. We're going to decide where we want that money to go. And we're going to put it where it goes. We're not going to watch it come in and then wash it down the drain. So we do create processes and it goes along with the mindset. And as we work both together, we learn to be the ones in control and not the ones being controlled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge step and, and something that needs to be done consistently. Yeah, you use money, money doesn't use you. So exactly. you're loud and clear. Whenever I want to bring more money into my business, into my life, I like to write a list of all the people that I want to treat with that money. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, I'm really, I, I tell you who really inspires me. Sarah Blakely, who owns Spanx. Okay. Yeah. She reached like every year on her birthday, she takes all of her like oldest, oldest school friends, like her oldest friends, and she takes them away on her birthday on a really beautiful, luxurious trip, and maybe for some of them a trip that they wouldn't necessarily be able to afford. I don't know. I'm just making assumptions here. Sure. She's certainly awesome. I love that. Like she'll take them out on a yacht for a few days or like there's some really fun things that she does with them. And I'm like, when I picture myself in that full abundant flow with the money, I'm like, yeah, I'm like treating other people. Cause and I love how you talk about that because it also means 
I think there's a lot of faith that's attached to that, right? Because it's like, yeah, I can let, I can, I can give this money away because I know it's going to flow back into me again. Absolutely. Yes. What are some of the things that I've been encouraged to do, which I now love to do, like buy a stranger a coffee or if you're in a drive through like buy someone something in the, the car behind or buying someone a meal, like what kind of fun things do you like to do? I like to do the pay it forward. So if I'm in a drive through and I know the person behind me has ordered, I love to pay for the person behind me. I think that's huge. I am a big tither. I give to my church. I have a few nonprofits that are dear to me. My mom was an executive director for a food bank for years and years and years. And the lack of food for our kids is a huge draw on my heart. I love giving to our food bank and making sure, you know, that we've done our contribution there. There is Convoy of Hope does a wonderful thing for women all over the world where they do micro loans and they teach women to be their own business owner in other countries where that's not something that they're normally able to do. And these women, oh my gosh, their stories, they go from being completely strapped, doing things that no woman wants to be able to do, but doing what she needs to do to take care of her family to being able to create jewelry and sell and earn an income and take care of her family and not have to be doing things that no one would want to be able to do to earn money. And the empowerment that that gives. And I just, those are the things that are dear to me that I love to give back to. And I don't worry about the money because I know it's going out and it's going to be multiplied my little bit that I contribute is going to be multiplied times 10 because of the empowerment that it's giving to someone else. So yes, those are, they give me joy to be able to give, which wasn't always the case because I was very much so just trying to collect so that I could pay the credit card debt. Yeah. There's so many amazing charities out there, aren't there, that do that. They really empower, especially women. So it's not just like, I'm going to give you some money to buy food. It's I'm going to give you some money as a business loan so that you can be an entrepreneur and provide for yourself and your family and be empowered in that way. And I know that Women Thrive with our summits and our books and everything that we do within Women Thrive. We're all for supporting charity and giving back to charity. So how nice is it to have a conversation about money in this way, right? Right. To talk about it in this way. And like you said, bring the light to it, bring the light to it all. For anyone that's listening that might be in a place where there is some resistance around money, there's some anxiety, fear. Yeah. around money or in a desire to to grow that money big what would you say without giving away your secrets obviously Tani <laughs> what would you say is a really good step a really good first step in terms of really 
I don't know, maybe like changing your mindset around money and, and looking at it in a more abundant and positive way, an empowered way. Creating a budget. I know it seems cliche. It seems trite. It seems, don't need a budget. But once you put it down on paper, you know what you're bringing in, what's going out. You can start to make some really strategic decisions. And you can make cuts where cuts need to be made. You can allocate funds to a savings account that maybe you didn't know you had. So many people say, I'll use Starbucks for an example. I love coffee. I am a little bit of a coffee fiend. Me too. Um, but I, many, many, many years ago, was going through my budget and realized the excessive amount of money I was spending on coffee. And it's just a silly thing, right? Everybody loves coffee. We go, we get our lattes, we get our smoothies, we get our espressos. I cannot drink an espresso. I will get the worst headache in the world. But those those are the things that we go out and we just grab that we don't even think about. And if you actually total up what you spend on that, I'm amazed. I have clients that come through eight, 10, $15 a day on coffee. Do you know how much you could change that? I will spend $30 on a really, really great bag of beans. And that bag of beans will last me all month. And I'm good with that. And I just good coffee. But it's, it's a matter of taking that control step, digging in. What is your income? What is your outflow? And really knowing it because a lot of people just, they don't know. So a budget is really your good first step towards control and your first step towards understanding what you're really doing with your money. And then in terms of not so practical, but maybe like a shift in your perception around money, what would you say would be a good first step? Oh, a good first step. That's a great question when it comes to that shift. You don't need to, right? We're really attached to it. Pick something to give away. Do something for the person behind you in a drive-through. I mean, that's that's chancy. Depending on the size of the vehicle behind you, you could be giving mom a soda on the drive-through, or you could be feeding the entire Cub Scout crew. So that's kind of a chancy one, but pick. Pick something and start giving away what you have to someone else who needs it. Pick a small amount, but start giving something away. And when you do that and you open up your hand, you're going to take control over it. It's not going to be held so tight and in that fist that you can't see a way around it. But you need to do the control steps. You need to do the budget. And you need to start being willing to be generous with what you do have. And I think when those start happening together, the mindset starts shifting and the processes start getting created and money comes out into the light and out of the dark. And it stops being that little thing on your shoulder saying that you need more, you need more, you need more, you need more. You're never going to make it if you don't have more. And the freedom starts to happen. But it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process. It certainly is. Tony, it's been 
um, amazing speaking to you today and having this conversation about many, <laughs> having an adult conversation about many and bringing it into the light. Uh, we're really excited to have you on our stage. Can you yes. give us a little taster, a little peek behind the scenes of your talk? We're going to talk about business owners, women, about why do we not talk about money? Why are we afraid to chase after money? Why are we afraid to step out and say that we want to earn money? Why are we hiding in the shadows? Why aren't we doing what we need to do? And then we're going to talk about how do we manage that money? Because it's absolutely available. And we want to make sure that we're keeping every dollar that we should be keeping. We're going to talk about our liabilities for tax, all the fun stuff that nobody ever talks about and that everybody's afraid of. We're going to bring a lot of things out into the light and we're going to take them out of the dark and we're going to kill the fear that's associated with a lot of things when it comes to money for business owners, for women, and for us as individuals. Fantastic. Can't wait to hear your talk. And of course, you might be listening or watching this in the future and Tani's already spoken, in which case you can go over right now. <laughs> and we're going to put all the links below that you can access Tani. Tani, what's the best way that people can follow you? We'll put the links anyway below in the show notes, but how can people find you and find out more about your work? We'll have a link tree link on there that'll have all of my socials on there for work for business, for personal, and you can pick and choose because I'm kind of the same across the board. So I don't want to inundate anybody with anything, but I'm out there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tony, for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Avi. It was wonderful. I'm so excited to be on the stage this coming March. It's going to be a wonderful event. I know it's going to be, I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And I'm glad that you're there talking about money and bringing all your, uh, your wealth of experience. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, yeah, I'd love to know your main takeaways from our conversation today. What are you going to do differently about money? How are you going to think differently about money? Really love to know how practically you are taking all the information that Tony shared with us today. And if you don't have a budget already, get a budget. I remember actually, it just reminded me, I used to work with an amazing coach. She was so amazing. Always, always drumming into me. Happy. You need to do every single day. You need to know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers, like in and out, in and out, in and out. And uh, yeah, that was completely drummed into me, but I never used to do it before. So what is it? Like money flows where your attention goes. So yes, yeah, it does. Great, great yeah. things that you've shared with us today. Thank you, Tani. Thank you so much. And thank you, uh, thank you so thank much. You. And listening, and we will see you on the next show. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. 
We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.